So I hope, you, I hope you all had a really good Christmas. Did you have a good Christmas? I had a good Christmas. Um, I, I think I might still be recovering from, from the, the abundance of blessing of, of food and family. There was an abundance of family uh, at my house on Christmas Day. Um, and again, it was such a delight to see the kids' faces as they open up the gifts. I'm getting to that age where, you know, the presents aren't, aren't as abundant does anyone else experience that? Yeah. But I, I, I am growing to really love the excitement on my kids' faces as they open their gifts. I think it's really hard to beat and it's such a blessing to be able to do that. And Anyway, so we're going to get into our message today and, and God has just placed on my heart a challenge for us uh, again with, with where we sit right now in this moment in time. Um, we are here this morning in, in this space of time that happens once a year. It's, it's this sort of dead spot between Christmas and New Year. You with me? Yeah. It's, it's not really a dead spot. It's, it's a moment to, to stop and to breathe. Um, a lot of us have the privilege of, of being on, on break from our work and, and all of that kind of stuff. And... You know, when we meet together next Sunday, we're going to be in 2021. That's a bit scary, isn't it? Who has plans for New Year's Eve? Yeah, some of you. Some of you. Who actually intends to stay up and make sure that 2020 disappears? <laughs> it's, been, it's been a year, hasn't it? I mean, I must say, though, as, as Territorians, um, I think we've been left relatively unscathed. Thank you, God, for that. You know, there are other parts of, of Australia who have... have you know, had a crazy year, you know, and certainly in other parts of the world and all because of this, this beast that is COVID. And Lord God, this morning we pray for healing and we pray for a mighty move of you that we would seek this sickness cast into the fire. Amen. Amen. You know, so this, this morning we are here, we have this unique opportunity in this, in this moment in time between Christmas and New Year's to reflect on, on the year that has been and, and to look forward to the year that is to come. And so as we, as we do that this morning, I want to share from three different Old Testament accounts of events that took place. And so the first one is from the book of Joshua. And it's the story of when the Israelites, led by Joshua, crossed the River Jordan into the land that God had promised them. Forty years earlier, the nation of Israel had escaped captivity and slavery in Egypt. And that and that same nation had been on those same banks 40 years before, and, and the nation was, was too afraid to enter in. You know, Moses, their, their leader at the time, he had sent 12 spies into the land, and there was a spy called Joshua and his mate Caleb who went in, and they came back and said, yeah, let's do this, this looks awesome. But the other 10 came back, and they said it was far too dangerous. And so the nation or rather God turned them around and sent them wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And now they were back. Here they were back again, standing on the banks of the Jordan, and, and every one of those doubting Israelites 40 years before was now dead. Moses was dead. And Joshua was now God's appointed leader of the nation of Israel. And so, so God had had given instructions to Joshua for what was to happen in order for them to cross the Jordan. 
And it involved the, the priest leading the nation and carrying the Ark of the Covenant. That's the, the box that contained the, the Ten Commandment stone tablets and other important things. Anyway, so we're going we're gonna to pick up the story from verse 14 of chapter 3, which is this story of them crossing the River Jordan. And it says this, it says, So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan, and the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. And it was harvest season, and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarathan. And the water below that point flowed onto the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. Meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant stood on dry ground in the middle of the riverbed as the people passed by, and they waited there until the whole nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan on dry ground. What an incredible account of God's power. Pretty crazy, hey? We're going to leave that story there for a minute and we're going to jump over to the next one that I want to share with you, which is again in Joshua in chapter 6, and you may be familiar with it. It's the Battle of Jericho. And so Jericho was this, this fortified city, this first major blocking point in the Israelites taking ownership of the promised land that, that God had set aside for them. And Jericho was this very strongly fortified city. It had giant thick walls, so thick that they actually had houses built into the sides of the walls. And so we're just going to read this account from Joshua 6, starting from verse 1. And it says this, Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. The people of Jericho were, were in the city and they see this vast nation of people. We're talking like a million people coming towards them. They were a bit scared, so they shut the gates. No one was allowed to go in or out. But God said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its kings and all its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you will march around the town seven times with the priests blowing the horns. And when you hear the priests give one long blast on the ram's horns, have all the people shout as loud as they can, and then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. And so that is exactly what the Israelite warriors did. They followed behind the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant and the priests blowing their ram's horns. And Joshua gave this, this instruction to the warriors, strict instructions not to speak until the final blast of the ram's horn on the seventh day of the seventh lap of that city. And with that they shouted as loud as they could and the walls collapsed. Jericho was captured and destroyed. Again, an incredible account of God's power and so we're also going to leave that one there for a moment and we're going to move on to the final story that I want to talk about today and that is from the book of Ezekiel it's found in chapter 37 and again you may be familiar with it and it's the story of the valley of dry bones and it's where the prophet Ezekiel is is taken by God to a valley that is is filled with bones bones that are completely dry and so we're going to pick that one up from verse 4 and it says this, Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the bones and say, dry bones, 
Listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. I'll put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. And then you will know that I'm the Lord. And so I spoke this message just as he told me. And suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. And then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. And then he, that is God, said to me, Speak a prophetic message to the wind, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says, Come, O breath, from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. And so I spoke the message as he commanded me and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Another incredible testament to the power of God. And as we take a moment this morning, as we reflect on these three different accounts that I've shared with you, different accounts of God's power. Here is what I I think God is challenging us with today in this moment, in this space that we have between Christmas and New Year. We have this this opportunity to reflect on on the year that has been and to to reflect or to the opportunity to look forward to what is just around the corner. Again, this this year has, has been challenging. You know, it hasn't impacted us so much, but it's, it's still been hard work to get here, hasn't it? But we made it. Well done. Let's keep pressing forward. And then there's the new year just around the corner. And that brings with it a whole heap of uncertainty as well, doesn't it? But God wants to remind us this morning of just a few things. Firstly, to keep stepping forward, to keep pushing into Him, to keep stepping forward with Him, to be ready and willing to move forward with God one step at a time, even stepping forward into the uncertainty that lies before us, just like the Israelites did standing on the banks of the flooded Jordan, standing in the same place that their nation had done so 40 years before, looking, looking out and over into this promised land with this flooded stretch of water before them, this, this flooded barrier that was between them and God's promise. And in order for that barrier to be removed, for that blockage to be removed, the first thing they had to do was step forward. It wasn't until the very moment that the the priest put their foot into the water that that flooded river stopped flowing upstream. They had to have the faith to step into what God was telling them to do. To step into something that when they stood back on the banks looked impossible. But God was faithful and he led them through a flooded river on dry ground. And then they had to do it again. They crossed over the river and then they were confronted by this incredible fortified city of Jericho. 
that contained, from the spies' previous reports, it contained giants and all of this crazy stuff. And here was this massive city before them with an impenetrable door that was securely fastened and big thick walls and this obstacle that was standing before them and what God had promised for them. And then again, what did they have to do? They had to step forward. There was nothing they needed to say. In fact, Joshua told them not to say anything. All they had to do was step forward. One step after another for seven days. And then seven times on that seventh day. There was, there was faith in what they were doing. There was faithfulness in following the instructions that God had given to Joshua. But it was that simple process of one step, one step. And waiting for that final long blast of ram's horns. I can imagine the anticipation as they marched around that city. They'd just come across the Jordan. Some of them, I think Joshua was there when they crossed the Red Sea. But the rest of them had been born in that desert place. They might have heard the stories, but it wasn't until they crossed the flooded Jordan that they experienced something to that magnitude. And here they were again in this place of God saying he's going he's to deliver them this city. What's going to happen? The anticipation building to see what God was going to do next. You know, we are, we are here in this moment and there may be uncertainty in the year that is to come. You know, but I want to challenge us here in this place to be ready to step forward, to be willing to step forward into the things that God has for us. You know, he's got plans for each one of us that are seated here over the coming 12 months. You know, maybe you know an inkling of what that plan might be. Maybe you don't. But know that, that God has a plan and that, and that he goes before us and, and that even if things that, that rise up before us look difficult or unknown, the simple fact of pressing in with him, to step forward with him, the plans that he has will be put into action. Be ready, be anticipating to see God at work in your life. You know, we've seen him at work in this place this year. You know, he has been at work, hasn't he? We've seen it. You know, I know in my life, in my family this year, we saw my son Toby. Um, many of you know who has Down syndrome. He walked for the first time at Easter, which is just a magical, not magical, miraculous happening. You know, because there were some doctors that said, oh, you know, maybe he won't walk. Maybe he'll just, he'll be in a wheelchair or, a, you know, pram or whatever. But he certainly stepped into that. I had to catch him up on the stage here this morning before church. He's about to take on Aiden's guitar. Um, and then, you know, we've just seen him progress so much in his short nearly five years of life. Um, you know, he's eating better and he's starting to communicate and you know, it's so exciting about what God is doing in his life and what next year brings for him. He's going to preschool. Yes. Yes. You know, my mum, Lynn, um, who's sitting down the back here today, she was diagnosed with cancer late last year. She went for scans a couple of weeks ago and they are all clear. Thank you, Jesus. You know, both 
my, my wife's and my grandmother passed away this year. Um, but despite the loss, it was this incredible opportunity for our families to join together, even, even over the COVID restriction-induced distancing and all of that kind of stuff. And we had this opportunity to reflect and, and talk about the incredible legacies that both of these amazing women of God had left behind in our families. And to talk to those that they had influenced through their lives. You know, and despite that loss, you know, we, we experience this loss, but we have this opportunity to speak and to declare God's life and love into, the, into those people who knew them through you know, just the different interactions that we have. You know, some of those people might not have an opportunity or a relationship with God. And so it was such a great and awesome opportunity in that despite the loss. You know, God, God is at work in this place. I've just given a couple of incidences in, in my personal life, but in this place we've seen marriages healed and brought back together. We've seen sicknesses healed. We've seen lives changed. We've seen people lose jobs and get jobs. We've seen ministries establishing. We've seen our ministries increasing. We've seen opportunities to bless each other and the community around us through those ministries and through each other, through the experiences, through the testimony of what God is doing in our lives. You know, again, we have the provision of this amazing facility, which I'm so glad is not a tin shed made out of shipping containers. You know, we've, we've been able to upgrade things. We've got solar on the roof now. Awesome. You know, we've got amazing keyboards and tech that we wouldn't have had without things that God was doing in this place. You know, I could go on and on, but God is active, yeah? And He is at work and He is in us and He is using us. And, and so I want to encourage us not to be in despair is if we come up against something that looks impossible. Because we know from what we've experienced, we know from what we read in the Bible that nothing is impossible for God. Amen? Now the prophet Ezekiel, he stood in a field that was filled with old dead bones. It says in there that there was no life in them whatsoever. There weren't, there weren't bugs, there was no maggots. They were done, they were dry, they were decomposing and turning to dust. And yet Ezekiel followed God's leading and spoke life into what was before him and a mighty army was raised up. And so that's, that's the second thing I want to highlight this morning is that first of all we need to be stepping forward with God and stepping into the things that he has for us but then the second part of that is to be speaking out God's truth. To be speaking out God's truth. <clears throat> When those challenging moments rise up before us, what do we speak out? What words, what thoughts come from us in those moments? You know, are we, are we speaking out God's truth or are we focusing inwardly or focusing on the challenge that lies before us? You know, perhaps we're focusing on, the, on that flooded river or the walled city or that valley filled with dead bones that lies before us. And we forget to declare who God is over that situation. That he has the victory. 
that he has a plan, that he has a purpose, and we just need to step into that. You know, the reality is that all of us sitting here this morning have absolutely no idea what is going to happen next year. You know, we might have plans, but as we have experienced this year, plans can go out the window in an instant. The only one who knows what is in store is God. And so shouldn't we be paying him attention? Shouldn't we be speaking out what he says? Speaking out his truth over our lives, over each other's lives? Speaking out his truth over the barriers and the walls that rise up before us? To be remembering all of the things that have come before, the testimonies of God's incredible power, like the way he led the nation of Israel across the Red Sea, like the way he led them again across the flooded Jordan River 40 years later, like the way he enabled them to capture and destroy the fortified city of Jericho. To be in that place of of just remembering what he has done, even in our lives, in each other's lives, as we share what God is doing, And then simply step forward into what is to come. Nothing more than that, just to take that next step forward. And not be worried about what you might see before you, or what you might not see before you. But fix your eyes on God in the process, and keep moving forward with Him. And so there's just, just one more thing that I want to touch on this morning as I, as I begin to wrap up. But for those of you who have been coming to Cornerstone for a while now, you would know that we've been working on this, on this underpinning theme of, of relationship. And despite the new year coming and that's sort of like a, a bit of a closing point, I don't think we're done with it because, you know, the reality is that, that God is a God of relationship. You know, it's... it's, every, it's it's the, the, the foundation of everything that we do. It's the foundation of what everything is built upon is relationship. And, and so we're gonna, it's going to be there. But what I want to say this morning is, is to give an opportunity, again, in this moment between Christmas and New Year's, to reflect on the relationships that we have in our lives. To reflect on the relationships that maybe are no more. And to take this opportunity to think about whether or not there are, there are things that you are holding on to in that relational space that you shouldn't be. That you are carrying around that are, that are damaging other relationships that are in your life or possibly even blocking you from entering into relationships that God has set aside for you. You know, maybe you're here this morning and, and you know that you have hurt someone. I want to encourage you to seek forgiveness and start anew. You know, maybe you are here and, and, and you have past relationships that have left you feeling hurt and let down by other people. I want to invite you to ask God to show you the thoughts and attitudes that you need to cast aside. You know, because there are, there are things that we, we hold on to, there are hurts and, and all of that kind of stuff that we grab hold of and all of that influences and affects every relationship we have, including the one that we have with God. 
You know, just, just like the flooded Jordan River, just like that walled city, just like that valley filled with dry bones, there, there are things that can, can be blockages and barriers. And we need to move past them. Past experiences, past hurts, past failures. You know, maybe we caused them ourselves or maybe they were caused by someone else but they, they become barriers if we keep lingering on them and then we keep holding on to them. And then they alter the perspective of, of everything. They alter the perspective of, of what God has in store for us. They can even be a blockage for us seeing what God has before us and He has set aside and He wants us to step into. I want to invite you to take the opportunity to seek forgiveness today. To seek forgiveness from God. To ask Him to show you where you need to seek forgiveness from others. You know, maybe you actually need to go and talk to someone. I want to encourage you to do that. I want to encourage you to ask God to help you to let go. And to step forward with Him. Because God is with us. And He is for us. And He goes before each one of us and He loves us and He wants the best for us and He has plans for each one of us. Plans that involve us speaking out His truth. Speaking out His promises. Putting our trust in Him and stepping forward with Him. Let's pray and then we'll close in worship this morning. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for your word. I thank you that your word is alive and it is active. I thank you that we have this incredible opportunity to, to open up your word and, and read the incredible and impossible things that you have done. The incredible things that you had planned right from the very beginning that enable us to be in relationship with you through your son Jesus and the work of the cross. God, I want to I stand here this morning. I actually want to thank you for this year. We thank you that, that we are now in this moment where we are able to reflect on what the year has been. And God, we want to thank you for what is to come in 2021. God, I pray this morning that you would show us the areas of our lives that that we need to seek forgiveness. The areas of the lives where, where we need to go and forgive others. God, I pray that you give us the ability to leave the barriers that might be in our life behind. To boldly step forward, trusting in you. God, help us to step forward with you into this coming season. Help us to speak your life and your truth over every single thing in our lives. Amen. As always, guys, the, the front is open. If you want to come for prayer, I'd love to, to pray with you. Um, please hang around for morning tea afterwards out the back. Um, but bless you heaps, guys, and I'll see you in 2021. <laughs> Let's worship, hey?